You are listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you find your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought-after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the middle of October and to, I cannot believe this, actually, I'm a little bit shook about this, episode 23 of the podcast, and if you haven't noticed, we are trying to up our game, and so we are going to two podcasts a month. I hope that's a blessing to you. We did two in September, and now this is the second in October, and uh yeah, we're just, I, I feel like I got some things to say and uh, want to say them and don't always want to wait a month to say it. So I uh, hope you're doing well. I'm, I'm praying and believing that you're going to have the best fall of your life, whether you're in business or in ministry. Uh, I know a lot of things are shaky. I know a lot of things have been shaken, but I want to remind you that you are a part of an unshakable kingdom and I'm just, I'm praying with you. I'm praying for you. And I'm believing that God is going to supernaturally provide for you. Uh, No doubt, uh, most of my podcasts are pretty focused on ministry and uh, pastoring, because that's what I do. But uh, I'm hoping today to give you some things that would uh, help you, uh, no matter if you are in the business side or the ministry side, or maybe both. Uh, But I just want to look at a few things that I was thinking about from the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4. And uh, the Apostle Paul says this in verse 9. And to me, it's just such a powerful idea about leadership. It's such a bold statement about his own leadership. And he said, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, whatever you've learned or received or heard from me, or seen in me, whatever you've learned or received or heard or seen in me, watch this, watch these next four words, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Check this out. Learn, receive, heard, or seen. Whatever you've learned, received, heard, or seen in me, put those things into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And I just want to talk about this, um, this idea around leadership and the relational necessity of great leaders. That if you're really going to be a great leader and if you're going to lead a great organization, you're going to have to figure out the relational side. Uh, Now, there's going to be levels to relationship, right? So I'm not saying that every person in your organization or church has to know you and have your cell number. What I mean, though, is that uh, somebody does, and somebody has to see you, somebody has to hear you, somebody has to learn from you, someone has to receive from you. I want to go back to a podcast a few weeks ago now when I was talking about um, what I learned from Craig Rochelle. He said that if, if I can see the top three to five leaders in your organization, those top three to five men and women in your organization. He said, I can, I can pretty much tell everything that I 
that I need to know about your organization. I can I can learn it from those people. If those people are strong, you're going to have a strong organization. If those people are weak, you're going to have a weak organization. And I really believe that. So whether your direct report is three people or 10 people or 100 people or whatever, remember Jesus had John, then Jesus had the three, Peter, James, and John, then Jesus had the 12, then he had the 70, then he had the disciples or the followers, and then he had the multitude. So he had different levels. Uh, so, so you're going to have to work this out on your own. But if, if you really want your leadership to get sticky, if you want your leadership to be impactful, if you really want your leadership to be able to pour down the organizational line, then let's just get into this. Number one, people must know you. People must know you. Uh, again, I, I don't know if that's three people or 20 people or 100 people, but people have to feel like you're accessible. There, there must be an accessibility about you. Uh, I'll give you some different examples of this, but one of the most interesting things about pastoring our church is that uh, people see me on some pretty big platforms and um, follow me on Instagram or, or watch me on YouTube, whatever, and then they come to church and the thing that they're shocked by is that they walk outside and there I am in the lobby and I'm just accessible. They just, they can't believe that. They, they cannot believe that I'm just out there shaking hands, giving hugs, saying hello, taking pictures, uh, connecting. And for honestly, 99% of my church, well, okay, let me say this to 90% of my church, they don't even care. And to 9% of my church, they really care and they're really, really blown away that they could just say hi. And that's all they want. All they want to do is say hi, give a hug, say thank you, ask for, ask for some quick prayer. That's it. There's maybe 1%. I, I think that's probably even exaggerating. Maybe 1% that is real demanding of my time. And I, I need to meet with you. I need to talk to you. I need counseling. I, like that's even, that's super small. So, but, but I'll say for, for my church to know that they can see me and just connect with me, I think is important. Um, just even on a psychological level. Uh, I think that, um, I think that it's very important for some people in our church depending on maybe their church background or whatever. It's just, it's super important that they can shake their pastor's hand and say hello and uh, receive prayer and just have those kind of conversations. It's just, it's just powerful. And Paul was known. Pe people knew who he was. And not only did, not only was Paul known, but Paul knew. Not only was Paul known, Paul knew. Uh, if you if you go back to the very beginning of Philippians chapter four, verse two, he is he's pleading with two women to reconcile. So he knew about issues going on in the church. That guys, you you guys got to fix this issue. I, you got to work on this. You got to make this right. He knew. So he was known, and he knew, and people must know you. So. 
again, you decide how big your circle is or how small your circle is. But people must feel on some level that you are accessible. Uh, let me say this to um, your team. The, the, let's say your, your top three to five people in your organization. They have to know that they can text you, call you, email you, connect with you whenever they need to without second guessing it. That your top three to five people never feel like they're being a bother or a burden. But they have absolute access to you. Now you can you can determine that if it's your day off and you don't you don't want to take calls on your day off or, or whatever or on a sermon prep day or however that might work. But I, I'm just saying there there must be a comfort level, especially with your top team, that, that smallest group in the church, they or, or smallest group in your organization, they have to feel like you are accessible, like they can pick up the phone and they they never have to call you and go, Hey, I'm so sorry, but they never have to say sorry. You just jump right into conversation. Like like literally with that group of people, the conversation never ends. It just it just ebbs and flows. It picks up, it leaves off, it picks up, it leaves off. It's 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 almost never like a goodbye or a hello. It just it just never stops. People must know you. Here's another thing. People must see you. Paul said what you've seen in me. Again, this is pretty close to point one, but there there must be that thing where with their eyes, they know you're present. With their eyes, they know you're present. And I'm drinking a Perrier sparkling water. Cheers to all my sparkling water fans out there. Um, they've got to see it. They've got to see your example. They need to... See you work hard. In the church world, they need to see you pray and see you worship. They need to see that you're around. They need they need to see you. People just need to see you. You can be a recluse if you want to, but you cannot be a great leader and a recluse. People have to see you. People have to see you in different settings. Now, again, 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 please hear me. I'm not talking about just any random person in your church, but I am saying there is a group that needs, they need to see you at, uh, in casual settings. They need to see you at restaurants. They need to see you, uh, dressed up and they need to see you dressed down. They need, they need to see you in the office and they need to see you outside of the office. You have to be seen. You have to be seen. You can't hate that about your life. We are leaders. We live in glass houses. It is what it is. And I just I just want to tell you that uh, you just, you don't need to run from that. You don't need to hate that. You don't need to despise that. It just, it just is what it is. People got to see you. People got to see if, if someone walks up to you at Target, someone walks up to you at a restaurant, you don't need to, you don't need to hate that. You need to rejoice in that, that you're known. Uh, I, I was thinking about the other day, I was in Target and saw a friend from church and uh, Goldie was just uh, so 
pumped that someone knew us at Target. She just thought that was the coolest thing. And you know, it just reminded me, it is the coolest thing. How cool is that? That I, wow, hi, how are you? Sometimes I know them, sometimes I don't know them. Sometimes I, I recognize their face, other times I know their name. But you got to be seen, y'all. People must see you. They see you set the example. They see you set the example. They see you set. You don't just say the example, you set the example. Here's another one. People must hear you. People must hear you. He said, whatever you've heard from me. Uh, I've been pastoring now a little over four years. This September now, uh, September 2022, was 20 years in full-time ministry. And I will tell you that I'm a communicator. I'm a preacher. I'm a talker and the most taxing thing about uh, leadership is just the talking and and when I when I say that I mean the communicating making sure people heard me it's the email with the follow-up email with the follow-up text message, with the follow-up phone call, with the follow-up meeting, with the follow-up meeting to the meeting, with the, it's just communicating. It's, it's the constant communication of values. It's the constant communication of culture. It's the constant communication of, of who we are and what we care about and what we value. It's the constant communication of our why, why we do what we do, why we say what we say, why we believe what we believe, why, why, why. Paul said, you've heard me. I've made it so clear that you've heard me. I just want to talk to any organizational leader. By the time you are sick and tired and disgusted by whatever that thing is, your organization is just barely getting it. Barely getting it. I mean, they're just barely getting it. <laughs> so you got to say it. You got to say it again. People must hear you. People must hear you. People must learn from you. People must receive from you. They got to hear you. And you have got to be so disciplined in your communication and in your ability to communicate over and over and over again. And you just, you can't grow weary in that. You can't get fatigued by your own voice. You have to make sure that people are learning, receiving, and hearing from you. Um, when you can, give that to somebody else. When you can, try to get other people communicating your values, your vision, and your why so that it's not just you. But at the end of the day, as the organizational leader, as the head of that department, as the head of that church, as the head of that business, I mean, it's just it's going to fall on you. And you got to say it, and you got to say it, and you got to say it. And Paul said, my communication creates three things. It creates, it creates hearing, people hear, people receive, and people learn. And so let me just maybe talk about that for a second. 
um, within hearing is receiving and learning. Okay? You have receiving and you have learning. They're different, and they're both important parts of communication. There, there has to be a emotional, spiritual side to communication where people can receive where people can laugh, where people can shout, where people can cry, where people can pray, where people can worship, where people can receive impartation, gifts of the Spirit, however you want to say that. There, there has to be a receiving in our communication. There has to be an emotion. There has to be a soul connection in our communication. There has to be a learning in our communication. Just It has to hit the mind where you teach, where you instruct, where it's a little bit dry but necessary, where it's not super fun or sexy, but it's necessary, where people just learn, hey, let me just teach you something right now. I'm just going to teach you right now. We're going to learn something right now. We're going to learn a value right now. There's no receiving in this. <laughs> so, so let me say it like this, within communication, some things are caught, some things are taught. Uh, people will say that kind of thing, right? Hey, that, that's caught. It's not taught. No. Within your leadership, there are going to be things that are caught and there are going to be things that are taught. I, I almost want to say it like this. Everything is taught and communicated. And then within the teaching, within the communication, some things are caught. So there's like these Boom, little blast of inspiration. But everything's taught. Is it taught or is it caught? It's taught, and within the teaching, some things are caught. I was uh, at lunch today with a, with a business guy in our church, and he said, you said one phrase on Sunday, and he quoted it, boom, 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 boom. And he said, that was, that's what I needed. I took, I took notes through the whole sermon. The whole, the whole sermon was good, <laughs> But I got one phrase. That's what he caught. But you don't, you don't have the caught moments without the taught moments. You don't have the catching without the teaching. You don't have the teaching. You don't have the learning without the hearing. So within my communication, there's learning and there's receiving. Some things I've learned, some things I've received. Some things I've caught, some things were taught. And so... I'm, I'm constantly working on that. I have, I have to become a better and better and better and better and better communicator. I have to make sure that my, my team and my organization hears me. I have to make sure that my team and organization sees me. I have to make sure that my team and organization know me and that I know them. And, and I have to be able to do things that can be replicated. Look, look what he says. I'll end with this. He says, put it into practice. Put it into practice. You've learned it. You've received it. You've heard it. You've seen it. You know it. Now put it into practice. Always give your teams measurables. N never end meetings without dates and expectations. 
always give them something they can now put into practice. Okay, great meeting. Okay, I encouraged you. Okay, I corrected you. Okay, I rebuked you. Okay, I, I, I gassed you up. You're doing awesome, amazing, amazing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, now, but here's what we need you to put into practice. And, and give them some measurables. Give them some things that, okay, uh, let's do this by then. 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 Um, I noticed a few weeks ago, we, we used to have five vocalists on our stage. We, we don't have a big stage. We got a big, uh, we got a big band and we had five vocalists and then you got camera guys running around the stage on and on. And I told our worship leader, I said, I said, I think five singers is too many. He said, okay, well, that, that's not, there's, there's nothing you can do with that. So then we created a measurable. I said, let's go to four singers. He said, okay. And I said, right now. And he said, okay. And I said, so you're going to have to reschedule and readjust. We're going to do this by then. We're going to go from five singers to four singers today. Make the change. It's just, instead of going, man, I feel like the stage was too crowded. Eh. And then you just live with it for the next six weeks until you remember again to deal with it. Nope. This by then. And you just, you just, it's just quick and it's easy. And it's, uh, I say easy, simple, not always easy, sometimes very difficult. But you're able to tell your team something to put into practice. And uh, you're always going to have great results with that. Okay, people must know you, people must see you, people must hear you. Let's go lead well this week. Let's get to know some people this week. Let's let's be seen by some people this week. Let's be heard by some people this week. Let's love on some people this week. Let's help some, help some people this week. In Jesus' name, I believe that God's grace and gift is on you. Um, I'm for you. I'm praying for you. And uh, I'm believing wherever wherever you are having a a leadership bottleneck or wherever you are hitting up against a wall. I'm just believing for breakthrough, wisdom, courage to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Okay. Love you guys. See you soon. Oh,